Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short about a 13-minute Bible study every day. But even that short period of time gets us into God's Word, helps us to stay focused on our relationship with God and also upon our souls and upon our salvation. But being in God's Word every day is also critical to our staying strong in our faith and even growing stronger in our faith because as we keep And emphasizing, faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Now, we always encourage you, share these short studies with everybody you can. You know people in your life who need to turn their focus around. They need to start thinking about their relationship with God and about eternity because it's coming. So share through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. Help somebody get to heaven. That'll be a great blessing for them. And it may start because you got them into God's word through these short studies, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So start sharing today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, asking, how can I, how can I beat the devil? How can I be, be victorious over sin? How can I win against sin? Well, we've talked about, we've kind of laid a groundwork, understanding that we are unique in all of God's creation in that God created us, mankind, in his own image. And that is with a spiritual being within our physical bodies, and that's a soul. We have that spiritual essence within us, and that's unique from everything else that God created. We have the opportunity to live with God forever in heaven. He created us that way. He offers us that blessing, the greatest of all blessings. But he leaves the choice up to us. Now, he does lay out the consequences. He says, this is the best way that you can live your life. I'm going... I'm. God is totally righteous. He is totally good. We would not understand love without God. There's no concept of goodness that is realistic without God. Righteous, godly, living is the best way for mankind to live in this world. But it also is the way for us to live to be able to look forward to that eternal blessing of a home in heaven with him. The consequence is to live in sin, to follow the devil, to be led away from God, and ultimately to end up in eternal condemnation in hell. Those are the only two choices through life, the only two directions that we have the opportunity to take. God wants us to be with him, but he did not make us robots or automatons or program us in some way that we could not do anything but obey him. He loves us so much that he sent his son to die on the cross to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. But he wants us to willingly follow him. But the consequence is our gravest enemy, the devil leading us away from God and into eternal destruction. Again, there's no middle road. The Apostle Paul talked about this struggle within us, and he's talking about it from his personal perspective. He recognized this inward war, as he called it. 
Beginning in verse 13 of Romans chapter 7, he lays this out. He says, has then what is good become death to me? And that is God's law? Certainly not. But sin, that it might appear sin, was producing death in me through what is good, so that sin through the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. How do we understand the dangers of sin? By God's law, by his word. He goes on in verse 14 and he says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. So he's talking about his physical being, his physical being as he lives in this life. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, now what does he mean by what I will to do? What I want to do, what I know that I should do, and what I want to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, and that's sin, unrighteousness, ungodliness, unfaithfulness before God, what I hate, he says, that I do. He's talking about this inward struggle that is present within every single one of us. We know what is right, and I I would suggest to you that pretty much instinctively we know what is right because we have been created as moral beings because God created us with a soul. But we struggle because the devil keeps trying to pull us in an ungodly, immoral direction into sin. Now, we talked about in Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2, where God says that our sins separate us from him. And they can separate us from him to the extent that he won't listen to our prayers anymore. If we continue to live in sin without repenting, without coming to him for forgiveness. Well, you might say, why would somebody pray to God if they are not repenting of their sins, seeking his forgiveness? Lots of people do that. They want to live worldly lives. They want to be able to take part in all kinds of sinful activities that please them. But then somewhere along the line, something happens to them, and then they get what might be called jailhouse religion to some extent. And so they pray, God, please, please deliver me. Please, please heal me, whatever it might be. So they're praying to God, but they're still living in sin. Well, Paul goes on. He says, if then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. God's law designates sinfulness, identifies it, and its dangers. Paul says, I see that, and I don't want to live in this. I don't want to sin, but I end up in weakness. In moments of weakness, I end up sinning anyway. I want to live righteously and godly before God and please him through my daily life, but I still mess up at points along the way. So he says, if then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good, that is God's law, but now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. I know that in me, that is in my flesh. So he's making that distinction. Ah, When I'm living this physical life, I'm struggling. Nothing good dwells, he says. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. Now, he's not talking about he was living a continual lifestyle of sinfulness. He's lamenting that he was committing sins along the way. 
here and there. And he didn't want to do that. Now, that realization was, was key for him because he was recognizing his sinfulness at the points at which he created or he committed those sins. And so that was good in that he was recognizing sin as being sin when he would stub his toe, make a mistake along the way, and commit a sin. And then he would turn in repentance to God and ask for forgiveness. In verse 19, he goes on and says, for the good that I will to do, I want to live a good life, a godly life. The good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Don't we all find ourselves in that kind of conflict continually in our life? We realize, I I want to live this way. I want to do this good thing, but we end up not doing it. And we see sinfulness all around us in the lives of people all around us. I I don't want to do that. But there are times when we, oh boy, we lower our guard and we end up doing some things that we don't want to do. We commit some sins that we recognize as being wrong. We don't want to do those, those things, but we end up at times committing those sins anyway. And then we lament over it. We're sorrowful. The good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. And that's the devil working on us all the time in the background. And he uses all kinds of avenues of temptation to lure us into sin. In verse 21, Paul goes on and says, I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. And again, that's that continual struggle within our personal lives. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. I want to do what God wants me to do. I want to live for God. But I see another law in my members. Now notice this next word, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. We find ourselves in those situations, don't we? We know how we want to live. We want to live godly life. We want to please him. We want to walk with him. We want that home in heaven. But the devil, through all of his skillfulness and cunning, all of a sudden he presents before us some temptation that ah, just kind of takes us in. We give in and we commit a sin. And then we're so sorrowful. But we can repent of that and turn to God and ask his forgiveness and his strength and to help get us back on the right path. And God will do all of that. And the fact that we recognize that we messed up and we turn to God for forgiveness is key. Because so many people, they mess up on purpose continually all through their lives And they never seek God's forgiveness because they want to live sinful lives because in some way they think that's gratifying to them. They're not seeing the big picture. They're not looking down the road to the ultimate end of that kind of lifestyle. Verse 22, 
I delight in the law of God, according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. And now Paul presents, presents the difficulty. He says, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Who will deliver me from this inward war that I struggle with every day? I thank God, he says, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. When he lets the fleshly thinking and ways take over, even momentarily, yeah, he's back in sinfulness. But with his mind, he keeps coming back to his reality. Uh, that's, I don't want to live that way. I want to live for God. I want to walk with my Lord. If it's only up to me, by myself, of my own power and strength and ability, oh, I'm a wretched man. How can I be delivered from this body of death? physical body. And then he gives the answer. Oh, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus is our Savior, sent from the throne room in heaven to bring the gospel message of forgiveness and salvation and eternal life, and to be that perfect one-time-for-all-time sacrifice through his death on the cross, to pay the price for the guilt of all of our sins. If we will come to him and surrender to him in baptism for the remission of our sins and live for him in faithful obedience for the rest of our lives. What a blessing. We'll study a little bit more next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us oh so much to send your son to die for us. Thank you for being patient with us and giving us the opportunity, the time to come to reality and repent of our sins and seek forgiveness through our Savior. Please continue to be patient with us and please strengthen us and protect us against all of the temptations of the devil. Please, Father, we pray. And we pray, Father, please forgive us In Jesus' name, amen.